This is CliffCentral.com. Well, hello there. You know, when you hear that tune, it's Liesl Tomia and Shemaine Harris. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes. And as normal, you can, after the show, go and grab this on our podcast. Our um, addresses? Um, at cliffcentral.com. And you can also phone in on 861 555 if you want to join the conversation. Shemaine, what are we talking about today? Well, we've got the number one face profiler in South Africa um, in the studio. And I can say that because I have checked that and that is the truth. Marty Maria, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Now, there is another name. If you don't want to say face profiler, there's another name. What, what, what do you uh, call it again? Physiognomist. So you're a physiognomist. Yes. All right. And that basically means you read p- people's facial features. That's correct. And each feature represents an aspect of the personality. So you can put together a personality profile by just analyzing the features on the face. Mm-hmm. And why did you start with that? I am a very curious person. And I have heard about it, and then I needed to know everything. So I've done quite a lot of research. And then I realized that when I test it on people around me, it is actually very accurate. And at first I was very skeptical because it sounds a bit odd Mm. to say that you can look at someone's face and then know what he's all about. And... After I've done my research for about three years, then I've, I've decided that um, there's so much value in this and I'm going to start using it on uh, people around me with the relationships, etc. And yeah, one thing led to the other. So, Martin, when you say you use it on the people around you, have you already summed up Shemaine and myself? What can you tell us about ourselves that is not too intrusive. <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I'm not. I'm not as sharing as Shemaine is. So. So. You know. Just broadly and something nice. And there's Duncan as well. Hey, <laughs> Duncan, please, please. Uh, that's Duncan Mabaso, and he's our guy for the day, the producer in studio. So, Marty, he's very happy for you to do something there. Okay, Duncan, I can see that you are very aware of uh, your immediate surroundings. I can see it with the bulging eyebrows. And um, you're also very aware of your own body. So uh, whatever happens around you, you will see without actually looking. And if I ask you afterwards uh, what what type of clothing that I have on, uh, you would be able to tell without you actually staring at someone. Yes. So is that affirmative, Duncan? Yeah, it is. Okay. So later on, we're also going to speak to um, a company uh, owner, uh, Michael Gunko, and you have done work on his staff members. So we're going to try and find out from you whether this stuff really works. So, but Liesl wants to know about uh, what you see that's um, awful about <laughs> above board. Thank you very much. I just want to say I'm very glad we included Duncan this time. I think he felt a bit left out last time when we did astrology, and we didn't even <laughs> look at his chart. So, thanks for starting with him, Marty. Okay. 
Well, listen, if, if I look at you, I can see that you have a short nose in relation with the rest of your face, and that means that you're a very hard worker. You will um, go uh, at length to finish a job and to get it done, and you will even take on someone else's work uh, just in order to get the job done. So you are very uh, focused on results, uh, where a person with a longer nose in relation to the rest of the face would be the strategic thinker and would m- focus more on long term results. How does it work? Because now Liesl is white, I'm black. We, we both have short noses. Yes. Is this thing um, accurate when you look at the different races? You know, because we all have different features as different races we have. I um, am so glad that you're asking that question because I think it's high time that we start looking at the individual mm-hmm. and not classify people according to culture or color or whatever. We have such a, a diversity in South Africa and I think Unlike what most people think, we are very privileged to live in South Africa because we are, so to say, forced to get along with everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a huge privilege. So we are not looking at culture, race, gender, etc. We are looking at the individual because Mm -hmm. there is a general acceptance that uh, all people that belong to the same group, ethnic group or so, look the same. And it's not true. When you start, really start looking at uh, people in the same group, then you will see that it's definitely not true. Yes, you also have a short nose, just to come back to that. But if I look at Liesl's nose, Liesl's nose is a little bit... uh, more narrow than yours So it means that she Has a more independent work style Where you like to work within a group You you get energy from people Where she sometimes might be A little bit overwhelmed When there are too many people around her When people come to you, what do they say? Marty, I want you to read my face Because of? Because th- mostly people are at A certain stage in their lives Where they don't know who they are anymore And um, I also get the opposite Where people say But I know myself What can you tell me? Mm. I'm actually not telling you anything That you don't know already But I'm telling you Who the real true self is Because um, most people start believing What other people have to say about them and they they are not in tune with who they really are. They are looking beyond their own talents and challenges because of what other people had to say about them. So how does it work? Do you look at cert does every feature tell you something about that person? Yes. The the position, uh shape and um form of, of each feature tells you some aspect of about the personality. For instance, we spoke about the noses. The nose represents your work style. So if you have a straight nose like you do, you have a very logical work style. So when you experience problems at work, the, the most um, likely way that you will solve those problems is to look at the facts and then start doing a very logical deduction of what should or should not be done to solve the problem. If I look at Shemaine's fa- uh, nose, she's got a concave shape and um, that means that she will rely much more on her intuition 
to solve problems. She would feel there's something not 100% right here. And then uh, she might have a conversation with someone else and then realize, oh, but there's the light bulb moment. I know what's wrong. So then she can go and fix it. So, Marty, what happens then if a facial feature changes? Be it, what if I broke my nose? Is the, the, the nose I came in with or the nose I was born with, does that determine my work ethic or the new nose, the broken nose? Whatever changes on the outside of the face will have an influence on the inside. In other words, aspects of your personality. So when you break your nose and the shape uh, changes, then it will have an influence on how you uh on your work style, etc. If you go, for instance, for plastic surgery, uh, Michael Jackson, for instance, a very good example if we talk about plastic surgery. And um, whatever, if you don't adjust accordingly, then that specific feature that you had changed will turn back to what it looked like before. So if something from the inside changes, in other words, an aspect of the personality, it will show on the outer face. If you change something, on the other hand, on the outer face, then that uh, trait, which is linked to that uh, feature, will also change. But it doesn't just stop there, because you also do the teeth thing. Yes. And I have seen that work where you can look at someone's teeth and tell what kind of personality that is. How does that work, work though? And yeah. Well, the two front teeth, for instance, um, shows a lot about your ego. So if you have very large front teeth, then you most probably would have quite a large ego. You also get uh, front teeth that are, it looks as if it is a little bit pushed in. And that belongs to someone who doesn't have necessarily have a very good self-image. And they may feel a bit shy, more of an introvert. Then Ricky Gervais has that. I don't know that. I'm just thinking about his teeth and I... I yeah, I like him. So, and his teeth go a little bit in. So that's interesting. That you yes, I, that. I would say that if you're a public figure, then it's actually very easy to have a, a different persona because mm-hmm. the face is also divided into a left and right hand side. And why we divide that is the left side of your face represents your private persona. And that's the, the side of you that you um, display when you work, when you're at home mm-hmm. and when between family and friends. And the right side of your face Represents your public persona And that is the side of you that you show To people at work or when You meet new people when you're socializing Etc. So if we we take A photograph of his face and we Divide it into half and we Reflect two left sides together And two right sides together It may look like th- like two Different people. Okay Duncan show us your teeth Well, I can see when I look at his teeth that he has very prominent um, fangs, so that means he's very competitive. So what is, what, what would something like an overbite or an underbite then tell you? Well, it, uh, I have to see that because you, you get different varieties. If you look at our, um, beloved, uh, president's face, then you would see that when he speaks, you often only see the the lower teeth. And that belongs to someone who is very determined to to survive. Yeah. Uh, he will do go out of his way to do whatever is necessary to survive. Mm, okay, that, that sheds some light on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once they're out of survival mode, doesn't it change? Of course it will change. Mm-hmm. If you look at uh, Malema, for instance, um, he has actually very 
great qualities. When he smiles, you see his upper teeth. Okay. You also see a lot of gums showing. And that means that whether you agree with what he is advocating or not, whatever he gives out to other people, he does it with all his heart. So you're saying he's generous. He is a very generous per- person and he gives a lot of himself. Well, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's so nice to hear someone say something nice about Julius Malema for a while. I hope he's listening. Julius, if you are listening, why don't you just drop us a tweet at at cliffcentral.com? I'd like to I'd really like to think that you heard that one. Martina, what about say a woman who has these injections and wants her lips to look like Angelina Jolie's and ends up with this really Buffy. Freaky pout. <laughs> you say if if you if if the inside doesn't change, that will go away. Okay. What happens if if someone has full lips? What it means? Let's start with that. It means that they have a very spontaneous communication style. Now, if you had thin lips, it it meant that you were a bit shy. It also meant that you did not like to speak about yourself. So. When you go for injections and have that puffed up, then suddenly your communication style will also be influenced. So most people have no idea what's happening. So they just think because I so-called look more beautiful, I am more spontaneous. But actually it is because you have changed a trait on your face, which represents some aspect of your personality. And people should be... Uh, prepared for whatever they want to change on their faces. If they, if they're not happy with themselves and they want to change something, go forth and do it. But be prepared for the changes that will occur. And maybe they should let their uh, loved ones know as well that, uh, yes. you know, I'm going to change. That, that, that not only my face is going to change, my <laughs> yes. personality is going to change. Now, what about familial traits? Um, my, my husband always says, if you see one of us cousins, you've seen the lot of us. Okay, now their personalities will also be similar. And it's usually one trait that they are pre- uh, referring to. For instance, uh, say for instance, say they all have a dedication line. It's, th- it's the singular uh, frown line between the brows. Say all the men in the family have one of those. Then all the men in the family will be very um, dedicated to the goals that they set for themselves. So it's a, usually a singular trait that people think about when they say, oh, but you know, all the men in the family are all the same. It's actually just that one trait that they share. It reminds me of what the old people used to say about families. Um, they always used to say, that family. Yes. You know, that's how they are. And then they would bring out the traits yes. of that particular. So they'd be either, you can go into that family or please stay up, stay away from that family. Yes, but it's also, remember, every family has a black sheep. Mm. There's always a black sheep and that black sheep is quite different from the family and that black sheep does not look like the rest of the family. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and, 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 and look at that next time I, I look at family. You look at your family. Well, I, I know who's the black sheep. <laughs> but it, it's all good. We have to, um, at some point speak to Michael Ganka and I think maybe now is a good time. Um, uh, you know, uh, so uh, Duncan will get him on the line for us. But maybe you you want to tell us about Michael because you've worked with him a lot, and I have spoken to him, and I can hear that he absolutely adores you and he believes in what you do. 
So I'm very glad to hear that. No, I'm telling you now. Yeah, he says anything. Okay, um, what um, what happened? Uh, we have done some training at mm-hmm. his company. Uh, they do recruitment, and uh, he saw the value in in this tool of physiognomy, mm-hmm. and how they could uh, use it properly when they uh, place people in in certain positions. Because it's very important to find the right uh, staff, and if you know. Uh, what traits a person has to have for a specific job, then you can start looking at your candidates mm-hmm. maybe in a different way because you might have two candidates that have the same uh, qualifications and even the same uh, number of years of experience and now you have to choose between the two. They're both pleasant, they're both pretty and who do you choose? Now it's important to say, okay, but... For this specific job, I need specific qualities. And then you can start looking at the features on the face because those features will then uh, determine what type of personality traits the person has and whether and which one of the two candidates will fit that job the best. Mm-hmm. So when you do something like that, do you yes. work from a photo or do you interact with the person? Because I have to say I am yet to see a person look good on, for example, an ID photo. I can work on a photo, yes, um, because I'm just looking at the features. I'm not looking at the overall picture and how pretty or not no, no, the but, person but, but, is. But, but, so I'm analyzing feature by feature. And I can work from, from photographs provided that it's a current photograph. Otherwise, I prefer to work with a real-life person, yes. But what if the person, for example, scowls in the photo? That's what I'm getting at, you know. Oh, I'm looking beyond all uh, expressions and makeup and, and so forth. I'm, I'm just analyzing this, the shape, size, and position of each feature on the face. You mean to tell me I slathered on all this makeup yes. and you still can see right through me? I'm sorry to say. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to talk about individual faces as well a little later. Maybe we had a look at Oscar's face again after so long, and you picked up a few things maybe we can talk about that and then also other people's faces but for now we have michael ganko on the line and um hello hi michael how are you fine is that shemaine yes it's shemaine and this is cliff central beyond ears and eyes it's me shemaine and hi, then shemaine. my colleague uh liesl tom is hi michael <laughs> hi liesl and hi marty hello michael <laughs> hello everyone all right now marty's been um working with you for how long now with uh physiognomy for quite a few years, uh, I would say about five or six years when I first met Marty. But, you know, I've got to start off by saying that in the past there's been many scriptures and writings and oracles that have always said, know thyself. But uh-huh. very few people actually know what to do in order to know yourself. I mean, people can read what's happening in your body via reflexology, in your eyes, via iridology, or read your hands. But the, fa- but the fascinating thing about face reading that Marty has has allowed us to read is it allows us to know ourselves and to allow other people more and that's so important mm. and the key thing that Marty drilled into me I'll, I'll never forget this it's, face reading is not about judging people it's about understanding people uh, did so, you experience it that way once you started realizing that you actually can get a glimpse into a person's personality oh absolutely what I did I had Marty come and join my management team and she did a round and, and just going around and and she basically read each person, and some of them were quite surprised. And there were, and there were qualities that I wasn't actually even aware of some of the people. And, and what I found from that, and, and what I learned, and I think what the people learned from that, for example, there was one person that was quite introverted, 
and they had some recessed eyes and their mouth was quite narrow. And when they realized that other people thought they were more introverted as well too, they actually made an effort to become more extroverted. Mm. So it does allow them to actually better themselves as such. Well, Michael, I think you raise a very important point because... We feel so judged, especially by people who have the ability or the tools to see a bit more than what no. we are yes. we are showing them. Like yes. the psychic freaked me out completely because I'm always scared. What are they no. knowing about me that I don't know? Or no, what are the bad things? Matter, because you've got to be able to detach from that and just observe. And there must be no judgment, only observing. I'm and so glad that you got that, that message, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and in the recruitment industry, it's very important that we must be as accurate as possible in terms of matching the customer's requirements in certain job specs. And we get that, and I, and I managed to get Marty to train a few of my managers and consultants on this. And yes, we interview them very thoroughly. We do reference checks. We do other checks. But when you can identify aspects in their face, it's a further verification that we are on the right track, that we are the right person for the right job. What did that do for communication in your company? Well, it, it just helped people to say, well, I'm, I'm actually better in terms, of I, in, in terms of identifying certain people. Let's take one track. If, I mean, if I had one or two consultants that were looking for salespeople, they would look for qualities like a, like a square face where people are not easily intimidated by others. They'd look for people with a narrow nose bridge. It allows them to work independently. Look for people, say, with a large nose. It, uh, is these are people that want to make a major impact in the workplace, you know, or people with full cheeks that have good organizing skills. And Marty, and Marty I hope I'm remembering everything. Else. I am quite <laughs> impressed. <laughs> and, and one of the biggest ones was the dominating lower left, and these make great salespeople. Michael, you <laughs> should have seen Marty's face as you started uh, naming all these traits, and she kept on patting her bottom lips. I'm very glad you remembered that. Tell uh, me. I have to remember <laughs> and she's a very good teacher. You know, and things like ITs, which you used to call prominent things, which you've got competitive nature there, you know, and a broad chin on people that can handle conflict. And some of the most important ones is like having a recognition line. And I don't know if Marty has actually mentioned the recognize the recognition line. But if you can find a permutation of those qualities within the person's face and you can match it up with all the rest of their skills and their checks and everything, you know you've got a good bet in terms of finding the right person in terms of recruitment. Marty, tell us, what is that recognition line? The recognition line is a horizontal line just above the chin padding. And mm. that means that you have you, you seek recognition in whatever you're doing. So it also means that you have little bit higher standards than than most than the average person and that you really uh, crave yeah. for recognition so you you go at it a little bit harder you work harder you you put in more effort in order to get that recognition also i know it's not a man thing men are generally very happy with their appearance but <laughs> did, yes. did, did did knowing what your facial features revealed about you make you accept your appearance more or make you less critical about what you look like? Well, you've got to accept yourself. You cannot be you cannot be critical about yourself. You cannot judge yourself or judge others. What you've got to do, you've got to take a look at your belief system as to what you're resonating with. And as you start changing the things, Within you, the things without you 
on the outside will start changing. And I, and I, heard, and I heard Marty talking about this now, now in terms of someone saying is having, is having eye surgery or something. And, and one has got to remember the hermetic principles here that everything is energy. Our body is energy, but other energy body. So if you change something below, then you change something above as well too. So that if you start changing your beliefs in terms of how you feel within yourself, your facial features or things will eventually start changing. People will change because it's the manifestation of what's inside. And do you stay away from people based on the way they look? No, because I didn't be judging them. Oh. You see, that was a trick question. Wow, that, I'm so flawed. I have nothing to say. I'm just, I'm just banging this mic down right now. I've got nothing to say to you. And I can give you another nice example. When when Morty was training us, I actually had a new manager, and she was going around and she was just identifying certain qualities on the manager. And this manager was brand new, and she said, "Well, you've got angled eyebrows, so you don't really waste time. You take control. You're accurate. You've got a straight chin. You're quite logical. You've got a straightforward." Um, you're quite chronological. You'd be good at collecting money. And she's actually our debt collector manager. And she just joined <laughs> us the day before. And guess the other pattern. Her surname is Sheriff. So imagine someone's calling. This is the Sheriff calling for your money. <laughs> Michael, so does it work? Yes, it works. But you've got to be able to read it. I, I want to ask you, do your clients know that you uh, use this tool in the screening process? No, and what does they react? No, not. No, not at all. But you do get clients. Well, they might after today. <laughs> you do get clients that ask us, is what do you do? What checks do you do? What personality tests do you do? I mean, I also do a form of numerology and things like that. It's all different tools where you can put things together to provide the best end product. Okay, and it it has worked for you? It works, it works, it works. And I would recommend to anyone that's interested in this face reading is to buy Marty's book called Your Face Puzzle. And I don't get commission on this, I promise you I don't. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Michael. Thank I you for talking Thank to you us. Very much. All right, then. Cheers, Michael. Go. So, Marty, when you go about your daily business, do you make... Uh, quick assessments of people based on their faces? Yes, I think it's unavoidable because I I can read faces very easily and after 10 years I think it became more, much more easy to look at someone and and there's always something that stands out on a face. So depending on the situation and what I need to know or what I'm trying to what what uh, I'm conversing with them there are different things that I would want to know from, of the person. So say, for instance, I'm selling something to you, then I would want to know how much information I should give you, and that I will see by looking at the thickness of your eyebrows. So the thicker your eyebrows, the more information you would need. Um, if I look at your specific eyebrows, you have what we call starter brows, and that means that um, where the eyebrows start closer to the nose, it's quite thick, and then it thins out very um, rapidly. So you get very excited at the beginning of projects, but then you lose interest. And uh, so I would be quick and to the point when I sell something to you because that is how you prefer to hear information. So depending on what the conversation is all about and why we are interacting, I would um, look at different features on the face. This you can also use with um, relationships. And how, how do couples 
incorporate something like this into their relationship because you know now you see two people and you can see okay well a bit mismatched but you say that this uh, specific tool can help a couple work through their their love issues or communication issues yes i am convinced that there's no couple that is totally uh incompatible why i'm saying that is if you know how to approach a person in the right way to speak his own language, then it's much easier to have a good relationship. So whether you're looking for someone, whether you have been with someone for 10 or even 50 years, it doesn't matter. You will be able to understand that person better by using the the theory of physiognomy. So it's also what is very important is that you are reminded of how to approach the person every day when you look at them. You know, you can do any other test and you have to look it up again on paper and so on. So let's take a practical example. I have a slanted forehead, so I like practical examples because I think in pictures. So let's say that you have very thin brows and you're in a relationship with someone who has very thick brows. What will happen is with your thin brows, brows, you tend to uh, simplify matters. And the person with the very thick brows tend to complicate matters. So now you have a new idea and you want to present it to the person with the thick brows and you are just giving them one or two sentences. And this person with the thick brows actually needed more information and he he started asking you questions. And later on, you would feel so intimidated with all these 20 questions that you would feel a little bit... um, But why are you asking all these questions? Do you think I'm stupid? Mm -hmm. If you knew how to approach the person, then you would have approached him in a different way by being prepared with more information if you knew that he would ask more questions. So when he starts with his questions, you are ready with all the answers and there's no conflict. Mm. But it's Usually what we think the other person is thinking that causes con- conflict and because we don't understand why a person is behaving or saying something uh, in a certain way because we have not taken the time to try and understand the behavior. See, I would have looked at it again as a male-female thing because females tend to have, you know, we, we pluck our brows, they like nice concave and, and, you know, and men normally have these big bushy ones and, and they normally go like, oh, no, you're talking too much, you know, so you tend to say less. Mm, now you're stereotyping. So, her. yes, I was yes. and yes, I am. And after today, I hope that you <laughs> go and have coffee in a coffee shop and just look at people. Don't go with a friend. Go alone uh-huh. and look at people and see how many men have thin brows and how uh-huh. many females have thicker brows these days. I, I was in a relationship once and the person had thicker brows and uh, they would keep saying, but why are you so impatient with me? Yes. And I'd be like, but come on now. <laughs> why are you so slow? Just yes. get it. Can yes. you move? Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not necessarily so, so when you look at couples, basically what I'm looking at are the, com- the, the similarities and the differences, mm. and then obviously possible areas of conflict. So I would explain to them how how their personalities are similar and different and what the possible areas of conflict is are, because if if they know that, then they know how to approach each other maybe in a different way, and that could make the world's difference. If you don't have, if you're single and you don't have a partner yet, you can actually think about what 
qualities or personality traits you want in a partner. And then you can look it up in my book and see what what type of features you should look at. Mm-hmm. And then you can stop wasting time with 10 different people beforehand. And if you say you don't like people who likes to be in control of situations, then you just pause all the angled eyebrows and look for mm. the rounder ones if you like a people's person. So you can that's how you can do your friendships as well. Hey? Yes, of course. And, and <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like that. Now... Uh, Marty, couples who've been together for a very long time start to resemble each other. Yes. Does that have something to do with this face reading? Say that big word again. Physiognomy. Does that have something to do with physiognomy? Well, hey. if, if you... Congratulations. <laughs> if you have been together for quite a number of years, then you will start thinking the same way. You will start doing things the same way, etc. So the personalities actually grow... Together, and you start um, resembling each other. So that is why the features also start looking the same. If you see someone who has been together for 30 odd years or so and they look completely different, you should know it hasn't been a very smooth ride. Speaking about aging, um, does the aging process and the way your face changes? Does that mean some of your qualities are becoming enhanced or more prominent? Well, depending on how the features change. Let's say this this line here between the nose and the, the lips, the nasio la, the, labia, one. yes. Okay, that line the, is actually... The what and the what? Did <laughs> I <actually laughs> the, the, the lip did, and the did, what? Did you hear me stop <laughs> mid-sentence? <laughs> did I hear you say can, that? Can, can, can you repeat that word for her? <laughs> Let's focus on what it means, Shemaine. <laughs> Go ahead. We call that that uh, wrinkle. We called it the um, disappointment line, and the the more prominent that that line on your face is, the more you have experienced disappointment in a very emotional way. Uh, some people just go through life and they go with the flow and they don't really um, have a passion in life. They don't experience life passionately. So when you see a very the deeper the lines, the more emotional people have experienced uh, s- certain situations. Can I just on that one, we have a, a question from Kodua Bart. I also want to know, what about that black tone crack thing? Because look at me. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking so at I'm and you thinking, don't have that line. I know, but I you know, <laughs> you know the disappointments that I had to go through in life. <laughs> to deserve that. <laughs> I know. So where's my line? Um no, but no, seriously, um what would you say to that then because you know, different skins age differently. Yes, of course it will have an influence. If you have a very dry skin, the, you will have more finer lines, whereas if you have a very oily skin, you will have Deeper lines, but fewer lines also. Mm. So it does have an influence just the same way as genetics has an influence because you have half, half of your parents. So it, you will look like your mom or dad, but if you look at children and see they look the same as 
the mom, for instance, then they prefer subconsciously, they prefer to be like mom. And the personality will also be more like mom as they uh, would have been like dad. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, um, we're going to go away from that one now so that because you don't have a lot of time left. I mean, where does the time go? But Kodua says, would you recommend that a couple come for counseling, face therapy or whatever you call it? Yes, I, I do uh, couples compatibility consultations. And I had couples before that uh, were on the verge of a divorce. And they said, you know what, we actually love each other, but we can't stand each other anymore. And then we do this um, analysis of similarities and um, differences and also where the areas of conflict is. And then once they understand each other better, they know how to adjust their approach towards each other. And that actually helps to, to improve their communication. Martin, Michael mentioned your book. You also mentioned very briefly that if someone wants to find out more, they can read your book. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this book and how long did it take you to write it? It took me about three years because, um, first of all, I'm not a writer and I didn't believe I could write a book. But everybody kept on asking, but we want to learn more and why don't you write a book, etc. Actually, I have written a um chapter in another book, uh, Man or Monster, uh, from Carla van der Spey, and the publisher saw that uh, how accurate th- this physiognomy was and all the analysis that we've done and asked, don't you want to write a book? So this is how it all happened. But the book is very uh, simple, really. You don't need to, to read it from start to end. You can actually just open it anywhere and, and start reading because it's just um, physiognomy in a nutshell. It's, it gives you the, the uh, different traits, a description of it, and what does it mean. So you can actually look in the book and, and make it do an analysis of your own face because we should really start with our own faces because if we understand ourselves better, we will understand other people better as well. And the title again? Title again, uh, Your Face Puzzle, uh, Physiognomy Simplified. Uh, or there's also uh, an Afrikaans version, Lachkart van jou gesig. Also in that uh, Man or Monster uh, book of yours, you, you, you dealt with uh, criminals or yes. people who are considered criminals. Yes. Uh, what did you find uh, regarding their faces? Was there a general trait or not really? Not really, because we all can be criminals. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I get this uh, question a lot where people say, but can you tell who is a criminal and who not? No, I can't. And nobody can do that because we all have the potential to be criminals. You can either uh, commit a murder mm. if your life is threatened or your someone you love uh, life is fre- uh, threatened. What I can do is I can put together a profile of suspects, for instance, and say, okay, well, if we have two suspects and based on what we know about it, uh, all the leads that has been uh, collected, I can tell who would be the most likely to to have committed the crime or if you don't have a suspect yet and you just uh, follow the leads i can say okay well if this was planned um then the person would have this trait and if if it was just an impulsive uh, uh, crime the person most probably would have high ears etc so you can put together a profile of someone really by just uh, mm. looking at all the leads that are available 
Which of course brings us to Oscar. Now yes. I've spent the entire morning in, in, in the Oscar trial and, um, you know, basically what we can see there is the back of his head. You've been watching his face. What can you tell us based on that? Well, from, uh, I have done his, uh, an analysis of his face for uh, some magazine before. And so I remember quite a few traits, but that was almost a year ago. What I have noticed is the left side of his upper lip is actually a, a lot thinner than it used to be. And that means that he is much more private and he doesn't want to talk about his own feelings and about himself. So it's, it's quite, uh, interesting to see how f- a face can change over a period of time. Well, what I noticed yesterday when he came out was there's a scar on his on the right hand side of his forehead, a red scar that I haven't noticed before. Would something like that tell you anything? It would. Uh, that has to do with his belief system, and it's on the right side. So the right side is your public persona. So it's how he. Uh, what he believes in in public or how he thinks people see him in the public uh, arena at the moment mm. that that has changed so but we have to finish we nearly there but the one thing i did want to ask you was what is different to uh, what is uh, phys- how different is physiognomy to chinese face um reading, reading? Chinese face reading or Xiang Ming as they, they call it. Um, the difference is that the Eastern system, the Chinese face reading, in other words, is very judgmental. They would, for instance, say that if you don't have a money bag nose, you would never be successful financially, which I disagree with. Do we have money bag noses? No. Well, I was told that my <laughs> nose means that I just spend money as far as I go. And Let I me have, see your nostrils. Do, just, have, just look at the yeah. ceiling. Up. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, you don't spend that much. Uh, you, you sorry, will spend, sorry. I you want my sp- husband to listen to this. Please okay. say that again. You will spend <laughs> money after you have first um, dealt with your commitments. You will pay everything that needs to be paid, and after that you might be a spender, but not before. You would not spend money that was not meant to be spent. Well... On that note, you know, <laughs> I was hoping we'd get more of the difference between the Chinese one and this one. But our time is up. Um, do go and uh, download. Uh, go to cliffcentral.com and you can download the podcast and it will be ready in a moment. So um, it was really great to have you, Marty. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, thank you, Marty. If you want to send an email to her or get in touch, you can send an email to info at faceprofilesa.co.za. From me, Liesl, Tom, cheers. Duncan Mabaso, thank you very much. And from me, Shemaine Harris. Thank you for joining Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. Bye-bye now. Cliffcentral.com Choice. Sometimes you have it and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. AutoTrader New Car. The choice is yours. This is CliffCentral.com.